Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, where I discuss media that may or may not have aged like fine wine, and, well, whine about it. I am the knocking coming from your closet when it's 2.59pm on a Sunday afternoon when you've just woken up from your midday nap. And I have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, Today I will be discussing the 1953 British film noir, Marilyn, also known as Roadhouse Girl. Um, Contrary to the title Marilyn, this has nothing to do with Marilyn Monroe, um, considering it's um, made at the time when Marilyn is like just starting out well not just starting out but like having her breakout um even though so okay well this film marilyn the main character's name is marilyn but she also has the bombshell blonde hair and even though it's in black and white she has red lipstick on most of the time so the resemblance is very much to marilyn monroe um Now, I have no idea if this was intentional or not. I can only assume that it's not because um, since this was a British film, um, it's just sort of like not in the U.S. sphere of culture-ness, I guess. I don't know. But when I saw it, I was like, is this a film about Marilyn Monroe? Because it's called Marilyn, and the lead actress is platinum blonde with red lipstick. Um, I started it, and I was like, this is definitely not about Marilyn Monroe, especially because it came out in 1953. Um, well, it released in the U.S. in 1955, so maybe that would have been more appropriate for it to be like about Marilyn, but I don't think it was, because they changed the name in the U.S. when it was released in the U.S. to Roadhouse Girl, so... Clearly, they decided to not market it as Marilyn, where people would think that it was about Marilyn Monroe, because 1955, she was sort of popping off. Um, So they probably changed it for that reason, Um, which makes sense, because the film has nothing to do with Miss Monroe, (laughs) Um, as was likely intended by the directors and producers and writers. Um, now, this film, as it's a film noir, is pretty melodramatic, very much, um, slow-paced, sort of. Even though it's only an hour and ten minutes, it felt like it was several hours long. That may or may not be a good thing. I, (laughs) no, it's definitely a bad thing. An hour and ten minute movie should not feel like three goddamn hours. Um, I found it to be very taxing to watch, um, much to my chagrin, but I watched it. It was overall okay-ish, but let's get into it so that I can actually, like, discuss my grievances with it. Um, so the film starts off and there's this dude, he's like... A mechanic dude, Mr. Tom Price. Oh, also, film stars Sandra Dorn and Maxwell Reed. Um, Sandra Dorn is 
Miss Marilyn and Miss Marilyn Saunders and um, Maxwell Reed is Tom Price. They're like the only two important characters in the film. So that's like all you need to know, I guess, about the cast, except for Miss um, Vita Hope, who's who plays Rosie. Miss Rosie, she's the secret main character of this film, but she doesn't get her full character arc until the end. If she, if you can even call her character arc an arc. Um, but so we start off, Mr. Tom Price, he is a mechanic just going from like job to job at different, um, gas stations, garages, um, because he just wants to live free. He's a guy who's never been pinned down before. He's a free spirit. Um, and he shows up to the to this garage owned by um, Mr. Saunders, Miss Marilyn's husband, and he's like, "Hey, can I get a job?" And they're like, "Sure, you're hired." Like that 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 snappy, like very quick, very fast. Um, like, how is it that easy to get a job? Was the job market in the 1950s just that easy? Um, if so, where's the time machine? No, I'm kidding. 1950s was probably horrible. Um, for... No, well, yes, horrible in different ways. Definitely. I would not survive in the 1950s for many reasons. Um, particularly social reasons. Um, but that's besides the point. This dude, he gets a job at the garage super quickly. And when Mr... Tom Price sees Miss Marilyn Saunders. He is like, oh my god, what a piece of ass. She is so hot. Um, And when Marilyn sees him, she is like, oh my god, um, he's hot. Because she is currently married, but she's married to, like, a dude that's, like, 30 years older than her. I guess she's supposed to be something like 20 in this film. Um, And she, like, married him just because... He was the first um, man that ever treated her well, so she just married him. Um, But now she's not happy because he's sort of a dickhead. Um, She had low standards. That's not her fault, definitely. Definitely not her fault, but um, it was her circumstance. Um, So she married this dude, George Saunders, um, and now they own a garage together. Mr. Tom Price shows up gets a job, and Marilyn's like, oh my god, he's hot, and Tom Price is like, oh my god, she's hot. So they sort of, like, get down with each other, um, and when they're alone in the little diner part of the garage, because the the din- the garage that they own is sort of like, um, a, it's a roadhouse. So it's like garage, gas station inn and diner all in one they don't have those nowadays not in this economy um but they mr tom and mrs marilyn they're like down for each other and like immediately first day that they know each other she's just like spilling her guts to him she's like telling him her deepest secrets like ma'am you just met this man also you have a husband and he is also your employee. Um, hello? Um, so 
Mr. Saunders, obviously he's like, this young hot dude just showed up out of nowhere. I'm suspicious of my wife cheating. Um, because, you know, he knows he's not like the best husband also because he knows he's a dick but doesn't do anything to change it. So he's like, she's going to be cheating on me. She's going to be cheating on me with this guy. Um, so he's like all pissy, but Miss Marilyn, she's keeping it cool. She's keeping herself a cool head right now. Um, so she's in the bedroom with Mr. George Saunders and Miss Ma'am looks like a scene out of WandaVision. Um, this actress, Miss, um, Miss Sandra Dorn, she looks a lot like Elizabeth Olsen in WandaVision. Like... Well, that's because WandaVision started off as, like, a 50s spoof, so makes a lot of sense. But, like, literally, straight out of that. (laughs) Um, And also, Mr. George Saunders, he's sort of ugly, so... um, Oops. Um, And then, like... But she leaves the bedroom, and um, she goes out of the bedroom to, like, go get something from downstairs and Mr. George he's like what are you doing half naked that's not what a wife should be doing grr um ma'am she's like fully clothed in her nightgown this is what I well yeah this is something I don't understand about like older society how is a nightgown like something that like a nightgown like full length nightgown with full sleeves how is that considered half naked? All your skin's covered. Like what? How? Uh, I just don't understand that. That's like I've I read a lot of like um, medieval based stuff, um, and even then it's like, oh my god, she's running around in her nightgown. How scandalous! Like what's a scandal about that? There's nothing a scandal about that. She's completely covered with cloth. Um. But anyways, that may just be my anachronisms from modern day seeing people run around in one square foot of fabric on Saturday nights. But anyways, um, Miss Marilyn, um, she is now, we cut to a different scene. She's alone with Mr. Mr. Dude, Mr. Tom Price, and they are like, you know, now they're, like, starting a little affair because he's working there, he's living there. Um, they are, like, they're doing it. They're having the segs. Um, and George finds out about this. So he is, like, oh, no, you don't. So he confronts Mr. Tom. Um, and he's, like, oh, my God, you're, like, doing it with my wife after I hired you, you know you were wandering around. I did all this good stuff for you. I gave you a place to live and everything. Um, and, like, not happy about that. And this is in, I think, the bedroom where this scene is happening. Um, and Marilyn's in there, and he's yelling at her, too. Tom's in there. He's getting yelled at by Mr. Saunders. But then Mr. Saunders, he, like, goes over to do a little beating Um, Mr. Tom Price is like, nah, dude. So he bonks him on the head. Somehow that bonk kills him dead. Um, and Marilyn feels his pulse and she's like, oh no, he's dead. But she wants him dead. 
because now she doesn't have to um, be married to him. Oops. Um, so what they do is they sneak his body to the stairs and throw his body down the stairs. And they're like, oh my god, he fell down the stairs when he was drunk. Oops. Because um, he was also drunk when he was, like, confronting them. Also, everybody in this film gets done so dirty by the blur filter that they put over um, Sandra Dorn's face. Sandra Dorn's face looks completely blemish-free because it's completely blurred out of existence. But then when they cut between close-ups of her face and um, the main dude's face, it's like you go from seeing just blurriness to seeing everything, which is hilarious. Like, wow. Honestly... It's making... They're doing Sandra Dorn dirty by doing this because it's like... It just shows the total, like... Hmm. I don't know. I guess disrespect. <laughs> LOL. Um, so, yeah. The the husband dies from one punch. Um, and then they, like, throw him down the stairs. And now they're going to court because they have to like, tell the police, like, what happened? Like, oh my god, because now they're getting, like, the will stuff and everything done. Um, so, Marilyn and Tom are, like, trying to cover up the murder. Well, is it, uh, sort of self-defense, but it's on his property, so it's, like, not really self-defense because also, hmm, I don't know how that would be done. But Marilyn and Tom, they, like, try and cover up the murder best they could. Um, Meanwhile, Miss Rosie, um, the maid helper, she, like, hears everything happening, and she's like, oh my god, did they just kill him? But Miss Thing, she doesn't say anything. She keeps her mouth shut. Um, And they go about their business. So they go to court, and Mr. Tom Price, he's wearing a leather jacket to court. Like, sir... You're wearing a leather jacket to court. Okay. Um, So there, they both testify that they found him drunk, drunk before, and then they heard, like, slamming when he fell down the stairs. And it's ruled an accidental death. So they are both um, off the hook for the murder. For now. Um, So... As soon as they get back to the roadhouse, they're like, Marilyn's like, oh my god, we can be together now. But that only lasts for like five seconds because not even ten minutes later, she goes full on bitch mode to him. Like, Jesus. Drop of the hat, she completely changes. She's like, um, well, like, very much bitch mode. Full on bitch mode. Um, but then a little bit of time passes and she and Mr. Tom Price are still working together, living together, loving together. Live, laugh, love. They're living their best lives and they are barely getting by running their roadhouse based on like an American dive bar. Um, but while they're there... Well, really, you don't know how much time has passed because they don't have any, like, indication that, oh, it's been half a year, it's been seven months, it's been so-and-so time, you know? 
Um, so really, like, this could ha- this If you didn't, like, do any research on it, you would think that this would have happened, like, the day after that they got back from court. But no. It's, like, several months past the death getting ruled as accidental death. Um, but this Mr. Dude, Mr. Nicky Everton, um, he shows up to the bar and he's like, oh... I would like to invest in your little business because he finds Miss Marilyn to be quite a piece of ass, just like Mr. Tom Price did at the beginning. Now, is this Tom's comeuppance for um, doing... Is this his comeuppance having the thing done to him that he did to George earlier in the film? Maybe, probably, um, because Mr... Everton, he is, like, only really offering the money because he thinks Marilyn would, um, he thinks that she would, like, do it with him if he invests in her. Um, spoiler alert, she does. (laughs) Um, and she literally drops her murder accomplice, like, right away as soon as she gets offered the money. And she's like, oh, sorry, sorry, Tom, um, I'm busy. And, like, completely cold shoulder, just hanging out with Mr. Everton now. Um, and now Mr. Tom is like, oh my god, you've changed to Marilyn. Like, bro, how do you know that she's changed? You you knew her for, like, five seconds before you guys started, like, doing an affair and before you killed her husband. So, like, I don't think you get, like, a good grasp on a person to do that. But I mean, I guess karma, (laughs) because she's acting like um, the exact same as she did with her first husband, with um, Tom now. So it's not that she's changed, it's that he just didn't grasp her full um, character before, which makes sense. So now he is like pissed, and um, they are like going about their business. Um, Also, at this point, I noticed that Mr. Tom, he has triangular-shaped eyebrows. Um, And the maid, Rosie, she's still there. She's still keeping her mouth shut about the murder. Um, But Miss Rosie, she's, like, trying to, like, tell Marilyn, like, hey, girl, maybe you shouldn't, like, be this cold to the guy that literally, like, holds your... holds the rest of your life in your in his hands because you guys both did a murder together and hit it. Um, Marilyn's like, shut up, Rosie. Poor Miss Rosie. She is just a lesbian for Marilyn. Um, She deserves better. That's why she's the true character. She's the true protagonist of this film. She's the only, like, sane character in this. She, well, not sane. She's the sanest character, not the only sane character. Because she, I don't think she's sane. She wouldn't have stayed with stayed by Marilyn's side this whole time if she was sane. Um, So, Miss Marilyn, she's, like, gaslighting Rosie now. She's like, no, what do you mean, Rosie? It was all Tom that did this. I didn't do anything. How could you say that about it? But Rosie, she, like, knows what's up. So Rosie's just like, okay, babe, whatever you say. But Rosie, she's, like, so despondent and monotone in her delivery. It just makes me laugh because I don't know if the actress that played her did this on purpose. 
I want to believe she did because it just makes like um I don't know Rosie she's just the best because she's like trying to give Marilyn this advice but then Marilyn's like and it's like already she's one wavelength and then Marilyn's like no so then Rosie just stays the exact same showing no reaction to like Marilyn being a bitch to her and it's like queen queen shit right there um so Rosie she's sort of getting played by Marilyn but you know what can you do um at this point Mr. Everton he starts getting bored with Marilyn so he fucks off he leaves um and Marilyn after Everton leaves goes back to Tom and she's like oh my god Tom I love you so much and Tom's he Tom he's like girl what's up you literally left me for this other dude and now you're coming back to me just because he left and he's like turned off by this like um sporadic like back and forth behavior from her even though he literally did the same um both of them are super toxic sorry about it but Tom is like, Jesus, you're so, like, back and forth, so I'm leaving too. Um, Because also, like, he thought after they killed and hid the husband's death, they would be, like, tied together forever, forever in love. Um, BFFLs, but best friends forever love. What? Something. (laughs) Um, So... He's, like, not happy about this. So he leaves. Um, And now at this point, Miss Rosie's like, Marilyn, maybe we should, like, get your shit together. We should, like, work this out. But Marilyn's like, no, we're not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to, like, lie to you and say that um, I'm taking you with me when we go to this other country to run away together. Um, But I'm just going to leave you. So... Um, Marilyn, like, is telling Rosie, we'll run away together. Like, we can just start anew. Because Rosie, she just wants to be with Marilyn. Rosie, secret lesbian, not so secret lesbian, actually. Very obvious lesbian. So Marilyn's like, you knew all these secrets, but you kept them. I'm so thankful for you. So let's go away together. Um, I'm gonna go put my bags in the car. Just wait right here. And I'll come right back to get you. Um, when everything's all packed. So she leaves, and she gets in the car, and she gets in the car, and sort of fucks off. And Rosie, she's, like, left alone, and she's like, girl, why did I even trust her? Um, poor Rosie. But then Marilyn ends up coming back and is like, oh my god, it's too hard for me. So then Rosie's like, no, girl, you, you played too much. Um, so... I'm leaving you now. So now Marilyn is left all alone in her rundown American dive bar all by herself. The end. Um, And yeah, that's Marilyn 1953. The plot and the setting is very similar to another film called The Postman Always Knocks Twice. No, The Postman Always Rings Twice. Um... I'll try and do an episode on that within the week so that this plot, so that the plot of Marilyn and the postman always ring, rings twice can be 
sort of compared and contrasted because I think that they're like almost tit for tat. They're like very, they're almost like based off each other. When I first saw, when I first watched um, The Postman Rings Twice, Always Rings Twice, um, because I watched it after I watched Marilyn, I was like, why is this just Marilyn but with American actors? Like, it was a bit weird, man. Like, both of them have gas station sort of roadhouse. Both of them have blonde, um, young wife and old garage owner husband. Both of them have young mechanic comes to work there. Both of them have the affair between the mechanic and the young wife. Both of them have the murder of the old husband and the hiding of that murder. And both of them have um, the young wife ending up um, forsaking the man that they committed murder with. Um, Like... There are too many similarities for it to be, like, a coincidence. So, very interesting, honestly. That is. So, definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but Marilyn. Let's finish talking about Marilyn. Um, apparently, like, critics say... Or, like, one critic is like, um, this film is... Yeah, it, Steve Chibnall and Brian McFarlane, they're both like, oh my god, this is this is one of the most meritorious British B-films. Like, what? And specifically made between the end of World War II and the 70s. So, babe, like 20 years. It's one of the most meritorious B-films made within these 20 years. Like, babe, that's not... <laughs> That's not anything to gloat about. Um, Also, it's like, I guess the main, like, moral, moral of the story, like, Aesop's fables bit of it is, like, showing how people in Britain are being infected with the American sense of dissatisfaction with day-to-day life. And dissatisfaction with the way things are. Babe, it's not that deep. Don't look that too much. Don't look too much into this. This is just like a shit film with a shit plot. It's it's good to pass the time, but it doesn't need like a whole a whole reason to be made. Um like literally, this was a movie that was made to be hot young woman. Turns out to be manipulative bitch seduces um hot young man who turns out to fall in love with her and only want to be with her but then be but then becomes forsaken from her like it's not that deep it's like this tale has been told 10 bajillion times it's sure you can read into it um and like say yeah it's about the dissatisfaction with day-to-day life but was that really what the what the writers and the film directors were thinking when they made it? Mm, I don't know. I think they were just thinking of drama. They were thinking of making drama. I think the most um, intentional thing, though, in this is Lesbian Rosie. 
somebody on this somebody on this crew was like we're gonna make rosie a lesbian and honestly thankful for that because rosie is like the best character in the film um yeah she doesn't do anything that's horrible to any other people and she tries to stay loyal to the one that she loves even when that person is the worst to her that actually that may not be a merit in her favor but it shows her dedication so go rosie go whoever wrote her character um but yeah moral of the story don't read into films too much because honestly you'll you're, you're probably just gonna find things that um you probably wanted to find in them you can find deep meaning in anything if you look into it hard enough i found deep meaning in plenty of shit movies because i was bored because um i thought it would be funny to like write essays on <laughs> on like um crap movies um which i will have to do i have to do a reading of one of my essays because i think it's very good well not very good it's very um it it's something it's an essay on the Malibu Beach vampires. Um, so I have to read that out in an upcoming episode. So also stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for The Postman Always Rings Twice and for the Malibu Beach vampires because both of those should be pretty good episodes. Um, but anyways, I think I've talked about Maryland 1953 as much as I can, as much as I was able to without going in more of a circle than I already have been or talking about other other films. And But yeah. Um, that'll be about it for this episode, and I hope you tune in to the next one, and I'll whine to you next time.